The opinions and viewpoints expressed in .NET Rocks are not necessarily those of its sponsors or of Microsoft Corporation, its partners, or employees. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, which is solely responsible for its content. Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter. Kids, try not to get so chuffed and listen up. It's time for another stellar episode of .NET Rocks, the internet audio talk show for .NET developers with Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. This is Lawrence Ryan announcing show number 535 with guest Mark Brown, recorded live Tuesday, February 23rd, 2010. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter. And now offering SharePoint 2007 video training with Sahil Malik on DVD, DNR TV style. Order your copy now at www.franklins.net. Support is also provided by Telerik, combining the best in Windows forms, WPF, Silverlight, and ASP.NET controls with first-class customer service. Online at www.telerik.com. And now, the man who just had a big bowl of Norwegian soup, made from real Norwegians, Carl Franklin. Thank you very much. It's .NET Rocks, it's Carl, it's Richard, it's .NET, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, Richard. Sir. Hey, uh, I got a story for you. Hit me. Programmer's walking along a beach and finds a lamp. And he rubs the lamp, and a genie appears. He says, I'm the most powerful genie in the world. I can grant you any wish, but only one wish. Programmer pulls out a map, points to it, and says, I'd want peace in the Middle East. The genie responds, gee, I don't know. Those people have been fighting for millennia. I can do just about anything, but this is likely beyond my limits. Programmer then says, well, my programs have lots of users. Please Make all my users satisfied with my software and let them ask for sensible changes. At which point the genie responds, uh, let me see that map again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. With that, let's get into Better Know Framework. So I've been talking about uh, obsolete types in the .NET Framework. Deprecation. Yeah. System.dll, now this is for .NET 4. Right? Oh. Yeah. System.dll has a few uh, random things. System.componentModel.icomNativeDescriptorHandler, because I know everybody uses that in all their line of business applications. IcomDescriptor. I have handler, no idea. Huh? I have no idea what that is. How actually. will I live without this? It says the, the interface has been deprecated. Add a System.componentModel.TypeDescriptorProvider to handle type, typedescriptor.com object type instead. It's for those interopy people. Uh, System.componentModel.recommended as configurable attribute. 
use the system.componentModel.settings bindable attribute instead to work with the new settings model. You got uh, system.component.design.serialization.rootDesignerSerializer attribute. Uh, it's been deprecated. Use system.componentModel.design.serialization.designerSerializer attribute instead. Okay, that's isn't, better. Isn't that exactly what I just said? <laughs> Pretty much. No, root designer serializer attribute versus serialization.designer serializer attribute. Is that really just a rename? Uh, for example, to specify a root designer for code DOM, use designer serializer attribute paren dot 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 comma type of and then type code DOM serializer, close paren, close paren, period. And I swore I would never read code on this show. And there I've gone ahead and done it. There you it. go. Yeah. There's also a couple others. System.net.globalproxyselection. System.diagnostics.diagnostics configuration handler. And system diagnostics performance counter manager. Hmm. Both have been deprecated. For the performance counters, use system diagnostics performance counter instead. Okay. That's about all I got for the – that's the deprecation report for the day. Nice. So who's, who's talking to us, Richard? Uh, I got a quick email here. Uh, it says, hey there, you crazy kids. I've just listened to your show on the Micropreneur Academy, and I thought I'd recommend an extra resource that I had recommended to me and have since recommended to many other people, Eric Sink's book, yeah. The Business of Software. Awesome. Focuses on the, his lessons learned trying and failing to get micro ISVs off the ground. It's a light read, but well worth it. Of course, we're huge fans of Eric Sink. He's been on the show a couple of times, and certainly a guy I think of when I talk about uh, the micropreneur, the you know micro ISV mindset. He's one of the big guys and yep. done some great work over the years. Cool. And that email's from Chris Gilbert from Brisbane, Australia. And if you have any ideas, questions, and concerns like Chris did, send us an email. We'll read it on the show, and we'll ship you a mug, even if you're in Australia. Hey, Richard, it's time for What's That Mystery Sound? All right. All right. Here it is. Now, remember, this is a recording studio. What's that? It's a cricket. No? No. Well, it sounds like a cricket, but it's a percussion instrument called a guiro. Very nice. And uh, that's your mystery sound of the day. <laughs> okay. That was fairly random. I thought so. We'll do that from time to time just to keep you on your toes. Yeah. If okay. you got it right, send us an email. I'll send you a mug. Donnie Rocks at franklins.net. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but send us an email anyway. <laughs> uh, hey, Richard, we're going to Norway. We are going to Norway. That's the uh, the NDC, the Norwegian Developers Conference. They always use such complicated names for shows like right. this. We went last year as well. Yeah. You remember we did that crazy show with uh with Hanselman and Hack. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, but it was a great show. Yeah, they did it in an arena and it was really cool because there was there was vendors down on the floor. Right. And they added they made these makeshift stages in sections of the you know, the stands where people would normally sit. So very steep inclines and then a, a nice little stage, but they blocked it all off. And it was it was really cool. And this year, and the show's uh, June 16th to 18th in Oslo. Uh, this year they are doing it in the city at the concert hall, which apparently has a whole bunch of big rooms as well. So that's going to be a scream. And uh, lots of interesting folks going to be there as well. The agenda is now published at uh, www.ndc2010.no. Yeah. Or Norway. You can go take a look at the agenda there. 
uh, Amanda Locker. Yep. Chris Sells. Rob Connery. John Skeet, like all your favorites. Rocky Laca will be there. Michelle LaRue Bustamante. So, yeah, you can't go wrong. It's a great lineup of speakers. It's going to be an awesome show over three days. We'll yep. be there. Uncle Bob, Jabal Lowy, Billy Hollis, Julie Lerman, Ingo Rammer, Kev McNish, a lot of former .NET Rocks alumnus. Many, many alumni. Alumni. And NDC is running a contest at ndc2010.no slash DNR for .NET Rocks where you can win a free trip. That's airfare, hotel, and admission to NDC. Seems like we've done this before. You think? <laughs> and the trick, of course, is to answer a question about getting to, to NDC. Yep. So go to ndc2010.no slash DNR. Or click on the banner on .netrocks.com. And uh, we have a winner. We've been picking a winner every month right. to uh, send them out a .NET Rocks mug. And so last month, when we first announced this back in February, our winner is Maggie Longshore from Cincinnati, Ohio. Maggie, congratulations. Thanks for entering the contest. A mug is on the way to you. And you can uh, enter this contest as well. You may win a mug. And hey, you might get a trip to Norway. How cool is it for somebody from Cincinnati to go to Norway for a developer conference? It would be great. Maggie's in the running now, so exciting stuff. Yep. Congrats, Maggie. Good luck. But wait, there's more. What else are we doing, Carl? Well, my God, we're we're doing a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff has been announced recently and finalized. We're going to be uh, at the launch event, of course. Absolutely. We'll be all over launch. Yeah, and my band is playing at the uh, launch party on the 13th. Which band? Because you play, you've got a lot of bands. Yeah, so this band's name is Salvo, and it's uh, myself, Al Laporte on keys, Matt Covey on drums, Andy Chaney on bass, and Amy Coffey on vocals, and she's dynamite. You're going to, you don't want to miss her. I know Amy. She's fantastic. Yeah. So this is the Visual Studio launch event, April 12th to 14th in Las Vegas at the Bellagio. Right. You know you want to be there. Yep. Come to the and, party. And um, we will, yeah. We will be rocking some parties and having a good time. It'll be an awesome show. And after that... We're going on a road trip. <laughs> we're doing the road trip. Uh, if you want details about the road trip, we won't, we'll keep this intro short as possible. Just go to .nerox.com slash road trip, and you'll, you'll see where we're going and when. And hopefully, uh, uh, well, you know, maybe by... Uh, fairly soon, we're going to have this form up uh, as soon as we lock down all the venues. We're having a contest for people who want to ride along with us. Yes, ride along with Carl and Richard, sponsored by Telerik. So how that works is that if you're going to one of the venues on the road trip, you're going to go to one of them, you can win a trip in the RV to the next place, and then we'll get you home. Right. We'll put you up and get you home. One way or the other. So you'll get to spend the day with us in the RV and see the fact that we do the same show every night. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> but the road trip is, was fun in 2005. It's going to be great in 2010. I can't wait. Absolutely. Richard, our guest today is Mark Brown. Mark has been in the software industry for nearly 20 years and has worked for a wide array of companies from ISVs to dot-coms, building applications that ranged from the largest of back-end systems to the smallest of devices and everything in between. Mark has been with Microsoft since 2000, has had a number of both technical and business roles at Microsoft. Currently, he's a senior product manager on the web platform team at Microsoft and manages their web platform installer and Windows web application gallery. You can learn more about these at Microsoft.com slash web. Welcome, Mark. 
Hi, how are you guys? Now, we've interviewed you, but I think it was for uh, Tech Ed Online. I interviewed you for Tech Ed Online. That's right. That was the uh, that was the interview with Angus Logan. Yes. And uh, Neil Rudin, I believe, we had there. And I think there was someone else there, too. Yep. Uh, it was you and Angus and Neil, and that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, but that, that was an infamous, now infamous uh, chuffed, I think was the word. That was the chuffed interview. Oh, my God. I still, people still give me a hard time about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. There's something about those Tech Ed <laughs> Online interviews that gets a little unruly. After three or four days of, of, you know, sessions all day, parties all night at Tech Ed, you get a little punchy. But I think we were, we were talking about Windows Live, and the, and the thing I that was fascinating about that was th- we were talking about your satellite camera or your airplane camera. The Ultra Cam. The Ultra Cam, and it just blew my mind. That thing is amazing, isn't it? It's like our aerial camera. Nobody knows that we make our own aerial digital image uh, camera, and it's right. super. Yeah. Re- I mean, the resolution is ridiculous. The Russians would love to get their hands on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they would. <laughs> oh man, there's somebody. But anyway, that was that was an amazing interview. I learned a lot. And uh, what are we? What are you doing these days? So I work over in our developer platform and tools division. Um, Sit alongside our, our Silverlight guys and the Visual Studio uh, folks here, uh, and I work on a little product called the Web Platform Installer, um, huh. and also through that have our uh, our Windows Web Application Gallery. So where do we find Web Platform Installer? It's uh, right at www.microsoft.com/web. Okay, now this is a funny name. Web PI. The web Platform Installer. Web PI. Yes. So well, web- essentially, the Web PI is our is our web platform stack installer. So similar to uh, other web stack installers, this thing will take and install uh, our complete free web stack, including the web server, frameworks, databases, and tools. Oh, okay. Server wow. side. And yeah. free, you said. It's all free. Every all of the products inside the Web PI are completely free. Okay, now we got to back up a little bit. So this is a server side tool for developers that includes a database. Mm-hmm. Free. Yeah, SQL Server Express two thousand eight is uh, the database we have in there. Okay, and it's not just server side. So you could use this tool to build out a web server that has all the you know IIS and all of its extensions, database. Uh, frameworks, um, but it's actually a really good tool for paving dev machines as well and building them out. So tell us what exactly is in the stack. Well, so starting with the web server, there's IIS itself, uh, and it, actually to back up, the supported systems on these things range from Windows XP Pro, SP2, uh, Windows Vista, and Windows 7. Okay. And of course, on the server side, Windows Server 2003 SP1 Plus, uh, and then Windows Server 2008 and 2008 R2. And the servers come with IIS anyway. So if you're, but if That's you're running right. so, on a client app, uh, well, you can install IIS on Windows 7 client, can't you? Oh, sure. Right. It out actually of the box? comes with Windows 7. So what the Web PI will do was is turn on IIS for you, okay. um, and then install and configure IIS for you. Okay. Fully on your machine, and then it comes with a whole ton of IIS extensions. So I don't know if a lot of people 
were aware. Um, but beginning with IIS 7, um, that team went and completely re-architected uh, that product, our web server in there. Right. Yeah, because it's all PowerShell-driven now. Kernel mode. It, PowerShell-driven, yeah. But what they've done is completely made it completely componentized, right? So now you can run IIS in the most streamlined, stripped-down, locked-down mode you want, or you can add in any of the other modules and handlers you want in there to make it into a much you know, fuller, more you know, wide-ranging, capable uh, application server as well. But the nice thing about it is they have a new application tool framework that sits on top of IIS, uh, and that enables for the creation of all of these really fantastic IIS extensions uh, that the IIS team has written. Um, for example, they have a new re- URL uh, rewriter uh, now, which can you can just bolt onto IIS, uh, and that makes it much easier uh, for developers to create websites with clean and SEO-friendly URLs. So, say if you're uh, creating like a product uh, application, or excuse me, <clears throat> like a website to sell products, and you have you know, these long query strings with your category IDs and your product IDs, you can now translate those into clean SEO-friendly URLs, right? So that'll make it easier for search engines to find uh, relevant content on your site. Right. That's that's a feature that started out in MVC, but they, they turned it into a module that anybody can install on any uh, IIS 7 box. Yep. Yep. And then other great... Uh, um, extensions as well. So they have a new database manager, so you can manage SQL Server databases inside IIS. Huh. Um, the remote, remote admin manager uh, for IIS as well. Neat. Yeah, and then one of my favorites is uh, our new SEO toolkit. And essentially, this thing has its own uh, crawler inside it. So what you can do is you launch the SEO toolkit, and it bolts right into IIS manager. So you launch it from within the IIS manager, point it at a URL, uh, and this could be your website, or in fact, you could point it at any website, uh, and it doesn't have to run on IS or ASP.net. It could be anything at all. Now, we should acronym uh, police should come in here. SEO, search engine optimization. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, if I didn't okay. use acronyms, it would take me 30 minutes to say what it would take me normally in 30 seconds. I, I could just hear the, the confusion out there. I could smell it. <laughs> you could smell it. Uh, yeah. I, I smell it. Uh, so what this tool does is it, it smells crawls- chuffed. Actually, <laughs> are, you, are you chuffed by my use of acronyms? Oh, jeez. Uh, here we go. Okay, never mind. Let me hold on. Let me get a beer out of my fridge. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have this conversation again. I need. This is where we're going today. Pot. Is that it? What's that? <laughs> this is where we're going today. Yeah, exactly where we're going. It's only. 11 o'clock in the morning, but I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, get out the scotch. There we go. Oh, there we go. There we go. So, where were we before I re- interrupted you? No, that's all right. So, our SEO toolkit has two components. There's a, a crawler inside it. So, you could point this thing at a URL uh, and then turn it on, and it'll crawl the website front to back, just like any spider would. So, it goes, finds a URL, processes the URL, analyzes all the content on that page, finds other URLs inside that page, and then follows them. And then after it's done, uh, it'll create a nice report. And the SEO toolkit has about 50 of the most common SEO rules um, that people would need to be able to help increase the, the page ranking or relevancy of their websites. Uh, and this thing will find lots of uh, very simple mistakes that people make. I mean, uh, not using alt tags or missing H uh, tags or uh, broken hyperlinks 
or multiple canonical formats or you know, just a whole slew of them in there. And there's a ton of other reports in there, too, to help people uh, you know, just manage the content of their sites. I mean, sites can get rather large, and it can be uh, somewhat cumbersome to figure out you know, what's broken in my site. Uh, or are there any missing links, any orphan pages, those types of things. Uh, and it also has got a, it's got a great little uh, um, option in there. It'll do word counts inside the pages. So if you have a missing description or a missing header tag for the page, uh, you can actually look inside the uh, report and figure out what's a good title for this page that matches what the content uh, is inside it, right? Because that's, that's going to help search engines with the ranking of the page is that the title and description of the page matches the content within it. Well, this sounds like a toolkit that's got, you know, use for anybody building a, a site at all. It's not necessarily specific to um, the free tools of WebPI. Yeah, if, you're, if you build a public-facing Internet site, this is totally a killer tool for you to use. It's probably my favorite little tool inside the WebPI. Are there any limits on use, like in terms of uh, scalability, other than what, you know, we normally get with SQL Express? Uh, no limits on scalability. Uh, you can throttle it. Um, but it's not uh, throttled, is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. This thing just goes and runs, right? So if you want, you can stop it halfway through. It's pretty responsive. Um, and then just see what it what it has to say in there or what, what errors it's found. Right. Um, the other thing, too, is it archives reports. So you could go and run it one week and then push a new build out for your site and then run it again. And then you can plug in your own favorite diff tool inside there, and it'll show you what changed. Wow. So you get to see yeah. the progress you make in sort of optimizing for search engines. I just like the idea that I have a tool that says, here's how a search engine will see you. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what that's the idea is that it helps point out the, the big, you know, if, if you build a public-facing Internet site, you know, you, you need to engage some sort of strategy around SEO, right, to make sure that the engines are finding your site and crawling it properly and not getting tripped up. Um, this thing does really all the heavy lifting for you, right? And then it points you exactly, so you can click on the details tab inside this tool, and it'll tell you exactly what the problem is inside your page. And then you can go right in there and fix it. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I guess as developers, we keep looking at the code. We don't actually look at the net result. Yeah, that's true. It's just a mindset. But this is just one tool from WebPI. This is, you know, there's more. Oh, God. So, <laughs> <laughs> but wait. more. <laughs> But wait, there's more. Order now. Yeah, so the other thing, too, uh, is this web deploy tool we have in there. And now, essentially, web deploy is an extension in IES, and it's basically uh, a means for packaging and deploying web applications uh, uh, in IIS. Uh, this actually includes uh, being able to package and ship SQL Server databases inside your app as well. Huh. Um, and, it, in fact, web deploy is actually the means by which uh, our web application gallery installs applications onto your machine. And I'll talk about uh, uh, web application gallery in a minute, but, but kind of quickly, so what Web Deploy will do is it's a, a good tool to help you migrate apps, uh, say, between IIS 6 and IIS 7. Um, it's capable of migrating your ACLs, uh, any COM and GAC libraries, uh, your server certificates, IIS configuration, registry settings. Uh, it's good for archiving applications. Uh, if you manage a web server farm, uh, you can use this tool to synchronize the web apps on it if they're running on IIS 7. Uh, and the nice thing, too, is uh, it's completely scriptable via PowerShell. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, very powerful uh, tool. I love web deploy. 
You know, that's that's powerful stuff. Story. The idea that I can point to, you know, a a non-production machine, my test machine, and say, okay, now put that on all the production servers now. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, this is the web deploy is a great way you could script your whole build environment and then use that to 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 migrate your uh, your updated apps from say dev to test to staging to production. Right. Right. And then script the whole thing. Which is the way you want to do it. You need a completely repeatable process. I'm waiting for the catch. What's the catch? <laughs> uh, it's free too. <laughs> <laughs> that's just great. Yeah, yeah. So that's just the web server. So you know the other stuff available through WebPI would be uh, you know all the frameworks and runtimes. So you know .NET three five is in there. Uh, ASP.NET, of course. MVC one. Uh, we'll have MVC two available when that. Uh, is ready to go, and uh, ASP.NET 4.0 Beta 2 is in there right now as well. Um, we also have available, uh, because we love web developers of every stripe, uh, we have uh, the community-supported version of PHP 5.2.12 Wow! Uh, available through the web PI. That's right. And then also, I don't know if people are aware, uh, we've created something called the WinCache extension for PHP, which helps uh, improved performance of PHP applications on Windows and iOS. Uh, and that's actually open source now wow. uh, through the uh, the PHP community. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you do have a PHP app, you can run it on an iOS box as long as it's in, in that version range. Although 5.2 is a pretty late version of PHP. Yeah, I think they're now on 5.3. We'll probably get ready to push that one out here pretty soon. We just, we follow behind when they release them. I think 5.3 is either out or coming out soon here. It's very close. Cool. But we're very, we keep very much in line with the the latest public releases of, uh, of PHP. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik. If you're developing a new line of business application, then you probably tried the latest Silverlight version. Now you can achieve even greater results by combining the functionalities of Silverlight 4 Beta with the richness of third-party controls. Our friends at Telerik are the first vendors to offer native support for Silverlight 4 Beta in their RAD Controls for Silverlight 4 CTP suite. The Telerik controls let you tap into the framework's great potential, like the native right mouse click and more. Be sure that all 38 controls benefit from the latest and greatest in Silverlight 4, so you can start building compelling applications right away. Check out the product at Telerik.com slash Silverlight. And hey, don't forget to thank Telerik for supporting .NET Rocks on their Facebook fan page, Facebook.com slash Telerik. We should do a show on, um, uh, you know, PHP compatibility and that kind of stuff. I don't know if there are, if there are any compatibility issues between, you know, running PHP on Windows versus running it on Linux versus... Yeah, so the team I work on, we've done a ton of work. Well, actually, not just us, but the Open Source Technology Center uh, has done a ton of work with the PHP core community uh, to help uh, improve the performance of PHP on Windows. And with modules like, you know, the Fast CGI module within IIS, you can run, load PHP and run it uh, right within IIS uh, very nicely. And then uh, with, uh, you know, other extensions like the WinCache extension for PHP, uh, we can help make even more improvements uh, around PHP performance on uh, on Windows and IIS. So, and we're just going to continue to try and make that as as good as we possibly can, uh, because a lot of people are you know they're building sites in PHP, sure. 
Uh, and Windows is an awesome platform in IIS. And when you consider all of the extensions now that we've got uh, for for IIS, it's it's a very it's a very competitive and very good platform for for hosting both. In fact, uh, there's no problems at all uh, running ASP.NET and PHP applications side by side on the same IIS box. All right. So we talked about web server, talked about frameworks, the database. I think you already said this. SQL Server Express. Yeah, we got SQL Server Express 2008 uh, with Service Pack 1 on there. And then, of course, the uh, uh, Management Studio for SQL Server Express is on there. And then the uh, uh, SQL Server Management Objects uh, available. Right. And on the tool side, we've got Visual Web Developer 2008 Express SP1 uh, on there for free. So now you've got free tools as well on there that you can go and build your websites. Uh, Silverlight Tools for Visual Studio available through there. We have the Silverlight Toolkit. Uh, available on there with all the all the free Silverlight controls. Let me back up there for a minute. So, Visual Web Developer for you know those of us who are just using the full blown enterprise version of uh, you know the ultimate version of Visual Studio. What does what does that give you, or what doesn't it give you? Is probably a better question. Uh, well, you wouldn't find any of the testing stuff in there, all right? So, right. it's just stripped down. You basically it's just your your editor. So, if you just had VS and your web dev. Uh, mode there. That's basically what you're going to see, kind of simply put. Um, okay. But it is a version of Studio. Yes. So we're still working in C Sharp and, and VB.net and whatever yep. other language you particularly want to work in. And But it's it's set up to do the web side of things primarily. That's right. Yep, yep. So you're able to connect to the server, push your builds, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. You're just not going to get all the different you know file new project types. Uh, that right. you're going to have in there, and obviously you don't get any of the VSTS integration and all that other stuff in there that you're going right. to get with the big bad ultimate version in there, right? So stripped down and purpose built for web devs. None of the test suite stuff, um, the profiler, you know, those kinds of things. Yep. Yeah. No add-in support for VS uh, Web Dev Express. Right. Which is just this is normal Express edition of Studio. Is that none of that add-in stuff that works there? Yeah. Exactly right. I think for a lot of web devs, that's what they want is a kind of a you know lean and mean uh, dev environment. So it's just what you need, right? Like the, the basics of doing web development. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. But then you do have all the Silverlight stuff, so you can do Silverlight development with this. Absolutely. So we've got the Silverlight tools for Visual Studio, which is compatible with the Visual Web Dev uh, Silverlight Toolkit with all the great Silverlight controls uh, available in there, and then the WCF Rea Services Beta. Uh, in there as well. So that's the back end nice. part of making a Silverlight app work. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. All right. So this is a complete set of front end of development tools for building regular ASP.NET apps. So what about uh, the ASP.NET AJAX stack with jQuery? So we don't have uh, the ASP.NET AJAX or jQuery uh, available through the web PI, uh, but it's very easy to go and install that uh, on your own and get that on your web server or on your dev machine. So you and just, we'll look you, to get that available in there later at some point. Right. But you can go and, and it's still just the modules that we install for IIS. It's the same process. We're still using uh-huh. IIS here. Absolutely. So we're not just limited to what's in the PI stack. This, uh, we can grab the other things from the from the Microsoft websites to, uh, to get all that stuff installed. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is really, you know, the web PI is there to really help, you know, kind of with, you know, installing the breadth of the whole web stack, right? That's kind of the one of the right. big problems, and one of the reasons we created the Web PI is uh, for a developer to go and build out or repay their dev machine or to build out a web server, uh, 
could take many, many hours to do it, right? Yeah, um, without a doubt. Using the web PI, you could build this thing, you could build out a dev box in, in less than an hour. Well, I also think, it, it, Carl, you've brought this up before, just picking what versions of what to install. Yeah, it can be daunting, especially if you're in the middle of a cycle with CTP versions and betas and things coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just sort, sorting all that out and figuring out what you want to have on your machine is, is, is not a trivial process. And getting the current thing, you know, that's, it's always a challenge. Yep. And that's, that's nice as well, right? With, uh, when you launch the web PI, uh, every time we always default it to the what's new tab. So you can always find out, uh, what are the latest things that are available, uh, that you can go and uh, download and install right directly from the web PI. Cool. Yeah, so it's a good way to keep your machines up to date, for sure. Yeah, keep them fresh. Mm-hmm. All right. We you've mentioned a couple of times the uh the web gallery. So maybe it's, it sounds like now yeah. that we've got the sort of end-to-end solution, my client tools, my my web server, frameworks, the database, now you know, where are my apps? Yeah, so this is the other kind of side of the whole web platform installer is uh, you know, you can go and install the entire Microsoft web platform stack. It's all free. It'll set it up, download it, install it, configure it for you right then and there. So if you're looking at building web applications from scratch, you can just go and use the web PI, pave your machine, or build out a web server, and you're good to go. The other side of this thing is if I'm a web developer and I need to quickly get a new app or something into market, right? So we have about two dozen of the most popular uh, free ASP.NET and PHP applications available today through the Windows Web app, Web Application Gallery. Um, and these are all tested and work with Windows and IIS. And you can install these directly from the web platform installer. And the nicest thing about this is you could go in, select an application from the web PI, and the web PI will go and inspect your system and see do you have any missing dependencies uh necessary to run this application and we'll go and install them for you uh when you go to install the application itself which yeah now you're just describing the problem that a lot of folks especially starting out on this run into which is i thought i got what i needed for net nuke for example but when i go to fire it up it, it barfs this weird error message that eventually i'll trace down to oh you need to install this dll as well <laughs> <laughs> How many Don't. times, right? If you installed a new, right, a new anything, a new application, and you're missing some dependency in there and, somewhere, exactly, and then you're going through it, the call stack to try and figure out where the heck did this thing barf on me? Yeah, and it turns yeah. out it, it comes down to you finally look, you see the namespace, you're like, where did that namespace come from? <laughs> and then you, oh, I don't have that namespace. It comes from this other library over here. I really think that a lot of a lot of that was the whole. .NET 3.0, .NET 3.5, you know, there was a lot of extras and add-ons and stuff there, plus all these CTPs coming out. Once .NET 4 ships, I think we're in for a period of time where just versioning will be drop-dead easy. I mean, The it's great just flattening. Like, it's the great flattening, yeah. <laughs> Do you think so, Mark? That sounds biblical to me. Yes. <laughs> the great we're, flattening. We are coming up on the great flattening. <laughs> And then the Lord said, flatten those chuffed people. You will all be 4-0, and it will be good. Flat. (laughs) No, but, you know, it's there. I I really think we're in for this long period, hopefully, of just smooth sailing versioning-wise. Just install 
.NET 4, and everything else is there. Right. There's just a couple of extra things. I think it'll I think it'll help a lot for the .NET versioning issues you talk about there. I think there are still, um, but still, it's even broader than that, right? So making sure you have the right modules loaded and configured properly for yeah. IS. Yeah. Is, is another one, right? Well, and I like the idea of having a tool that actually keeps an eye out on the, the manifest of an app like this and says, you know, you don't have this. Before we even install, I just wanted you to know, before we go any further here, before you get the ASP.NET error screen of death, <laughs> you need this. <laughs> you go in it, and then we'll pull it in, download it, install it, configure it. Before we install, before, before then we then download and install the application. And then uh, get you up and running, right? So it's the easiest yeah. way, right? And if, let's just say I, I I don't feel like writing a CMS from scratch, right? Well, I can go and download one uh, that's a .NET app, or if I'm more comfortable in PHP, I can do that as well. Or let's say I, I want to set up a new blog, uh, lots of blogs to choose from in there, um, things like photo galleries, there's wikis, uh, tools, uh, all kinds of great apps in there. Well, and there's really no excuse to write another CMS. There's a no. bunch. There's a ton of them, right? And why, right? Why reinvent the wheel, right? I'm actually thumbing through the web gallery while we're chatting here. It's at Microsoft.com/slash/web/slash/gallery. Not tough to find, and <laughs> it's not a huge like. I, I like the fact actually. It's not a huge raft of apps. You've got a, what, twenty five, thirty? Yeah, yeah, about twenty five apps in there. And it's, but it's the one lots you'll recognize. .NET Nuke is here. And uh, uh, a version of Drupal. That's interesting. Yeah. There's an e-commerce component called Nop Commerce. And these are basically the community editions of, of retail packages, right? That's well, so that's right. So, I mean, not all of them have a retail component to them. Some of them uh, are, are the community free open source editions of the retail. Some of them are just flat out open source, right? So, right. Um, you know, and, and like Drupal, free open source app. Acquia is a, you know, the guy that started Acquia 3, uh, you know, he was the inventor of Drupal, uh, and they kind of help guide the community through that. Uh, you know, WordPress, uh, there's another one in there. Uh, right. You know, so there's lots of, you know, free open source, you know, PHP and .NET apps. Um, and you just click on one and WebPI does all the rest. It's all done. So if you've got, in fact, it's it's very fast too. I mean, if you've got pretty much all of the major components on your system already, um, you could download and install a new app in anywhere between five to ten minutes total. This is cool. Yeah. So yeah, you want to put together a, a blog based on WordPress? This seems like a pretty easy way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. And, and it is. You've really focused on just sort of the key things that people need. Yeah, and we'll add some more new ones in there. We're, there's still some other apps we're looking to get in there. Um, uh, but I think, you know, for the most part, the, the apps you're seeing here are, are, are definitely have the largest followings um, out there among the community. And that was one of the big uh, pieces uh, uh, that we wanted for this, is that, you know, the applications that are in here actually have communities that are built around them right? Uh, that can help provide support or, or help um, and, are, and are actively working on making those applications better. Nice. So they are evolving as well. Yeah. Do you think it, it seems to me this might be a good uh a good set of tools for somebody who wants to learn the Microsoft stack in on the web 
and maybe you know for for professional developers we have studio we have all this stuff it's we're all set but somebody who's coming into ASP.NET brand new do you think this would be a, a good way i mean is there a guidance there or do you are you assuming that the uh, installer the user will already have an intimate knowledge of windows development oh i think looking at looking at uh, professionally built or you know big applications like this i mean i can remember going back to when i started uh writing software you know i always started looking at you know things like samples i mean they didn't really have this type of this type of applications available back when i was getting started we well, remember back in the early access days like 75% of the apps were based on northwind right that's right Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we're embarrassed to say so, but hey, you started, you said, you because know, always the customer said, I want something like this, but can you change this and this? And it was easier to change those things than it was to start over. Right. Exactly right. So I think you could, I think for a, a beginning developer, uh, web developer, absolutely. I think that's a great a great way to understand how does the language work, right? And how can you use it to build applications like this uh, to help explore uh, the language and the frameworks uh, underneath it. It's absolutely a, a, a you know, it's absolutely a great idea. But I also see like a high school setting where a group of kids could download these tools in a class and start with the the wiki piece and start building a wiki for their project and then adding extensions to it is a little bit of coding around the mm. infrastructure. Yeah. Yep. So you absolutely. get to go and sort of step by step through this. Yeah, and then they can, of course, they can go and reach out to the communities and say, "Hey, we're interested in doing this." And of course, you know, the communities want to want to promote the the continued use of their applications. So it's a it's right. a, a great means for students who want to learn uh, how to do web programming uh, is to start with a fully built application like this with its you know uh, with its own app framework, um, and then go and extend it from there. You know, what's not in here is SharePoint. Yes. Well, there's no there's no free version of SharePoint. Right. Well, they said the 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 Windows SharePoint services, which you have to own a server license for. Yeah. But it's not really the developer's version, is it? Yeah. Right. And so there's three things that applications in here uh, have to be. I mean, one, they have to be free. Right. Um. And two, they have to be open source. Yeah. And then the third part is uh, they have to be community supported. Right. So that's really the cri- the common criteria for all the applications in here is essentially those those three things. This is sort of the, the critical pieces of it. Yeah. Are, are any of these apps at this point? There's nothing. There's look like there's anything in this that's Silverlight centric. Yeah, that's funny. You bring that up. Actually, I just got an email over the weekend from uh, someone, and they asked, "There's no Silverlight apps in there." Um, I don't. I, I don't really have a good. I, I don't have a good explanation for that. I guess. You know, maybe we need to do a better job building a an open source Silverlight community to build hmm. Silverlight based open source applications. Well, Silverlight is quite new, to be honest. I mean, it's really only been Silverlight three where we were in a place to build apps, and that's that hasn't been that long. Yeah, I think yeah, I think four. You'll probably see some in there. Yeah, yeah. pretty quickly. Like the the fo- photo viewers viewers in Silverlight are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Such nice thing you can things you can do with that. So that would be that would be my starting point, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Richard, have you heard about this new Cray supercomputer? It's so fast it executes an infinite loop in six seconds. Nice. You like that one? 
<laughs> I'm totally chuffed about that. Are you chuffed? Right, yes, fair. I am. <laughs> oh man! Turn out a little know, water cooler. <laughs> little little digression there. In their business, uh, that's what we call the pie in the face. <laughs> I, I feel a little pied. <laughs> Uh, I noticed that one of the, the – there's a whole media section to uh, WebPI as well. Maybe we talk to that. Yeah, so there was uh, – within the WebPI, so after you install this thing, uh, you'll only see three tabs that come up. There's you know the What's New tab and then the Web Platform um, with IIS and the Tools in the Database. And then, of course, the Web Applications. It has the Web Application Gallery we just talked about. If, uh, if a user clicks on the Options link at the very bottom left um, – there's an option to show three more tabs in there. And there's actually some really cool stuff in there. Um, the first one is the Media Platform tab. And in here, you can get access to some more free stuff, including the Expression Encoder 3, and then also uh, our IIS Media Services. And that IIS Media Services uh, provides all of the smooth streaming and live smooth streaming um, uh, capabilities to your IIS server. So it's, you know, got the bitrate throttling and, um, you know, lots of other play- web playlist control and other stuff in there to help uh, people who want to be able to provide, uh, you know, video content uh, download from, you know, from their web application or their web farm. Well, there's your Silverlight example yeah, right there. there because smooth streaming needs Silverlight. Yeah. That's right. And that's so you can go and just click on this. And just as easily, it will go and inspect your uh, your IIS configuration and, and install it and configure it for you. Um, also included in that is uh, our application request routing, which is yet another IIS extension. Um, and that kind of provides you know your rule based load balancing and disk caching, uh, you know, to help you better utilize your your server when you're uh, kind of building out your content based uh, web farms. And by the way. Uh, I just saw a blog post from Scott Hanselman last week that had a really cool use of application request router that I never would have thought of. But he had set up this little uh, laptop, and it was sitting on a cart, um, and he wanted it to be able to access his webcam. So he used ARR, the application request router, and set up a reverse proxy for his IP-based webcam so that he could address it. And he basically created like a little web farm and the, the and with a single node, and that was the web camera on there. Wow! And then with the reverse proxy, he was able to address his web camera uh, from his little cart. Wow! That's not what ARR was intended for. <laughs> no, but it's cool. I think it's awesome when people start using our products and stuff that that you know for purposes other than what it was intended. Well, right? leave it leave it to Scott to come up with an ingenious way to use use a technology. I know the guy's a, the guy's a genius. Yeah. Well, and he's also a guy who's really keen on finding ways to be remotely present. Yeah, that's true. He is more than anybody else I know. That guy yeah. has yeah. definitely got the the telecommuting or the or the telepresence thing down. Yep. Uh, better than anybody. Yeah. No, I think honestly, driving the technology forward of how do we make a great telepresence? Hey, Mark, you yep. talk. We were talking about um, using the uh, the toolkit for uh, educational purposes. And I noticed one of the apps on the web gallery, which intrigued me, is Moodle. Yes. Can you tell us about Moodle? Well, Moodle's a learning, uh, like a learning management system. Um, and that's available. It runs on PHP. And let me just pull her up here for you. And Moodle, where are you, Moodle? 
There's Moodle. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a learning manager. We just put this thing out so back in September. Cool. It's just got all sorts of little pieces for that, that you can use for dealing with classes and quizzes and exactly right and exactly right so you yeah yeah yeah. so this is kind of you know your learning management system there and you can go and uh use this thing if you're you know an educator uh and create your own little you know uh, website that that manages your whole course and your students and all that stuff and uh it's a very cool very popular um application uh actually we get a lot of downloads of this thing um you know you can create your grade books um you can do there's tons of stuff in here yeah, available. So if you're a teacher, this is a really great application. It's very popular. This is a, a P, based on PHP. Uh, this application here. Wow. Yeah. So we're back to that whole because you can run the PHP stack on this. You can run this out. Exactly right. In fact, not only that, we not only run PHP applications, uh, or you can not only get PHP applications through the web application gallery, but uh, if you select a PHP application to install. Um, it will install as an application dependency MySQL behind the application as well, because many of these applications, um, or a number of them, require MySQL to run uh, on the back uh, on the back end. So before Oracle kills it, go get it. <laughs> oh, geez, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear that. You didn't say anything. <laughs> you know. You know. I went to www.sun the other day, and I didn't get there. <laughs> you didn't get there. No, I ended up at oracle.com. Oh, right. Well, they've already redirected that, huh? Do you think yeah. we'll see any of the expression tools in the in the PI, in the platform installer? In fact, if you click on the options tab in there, uh, you can select also the developer tools option in there uh, where you can get at the Visual Studio tools that we talked about earlier. But also, uh, we've got the full Expression Studio 3 uh, suite in there for trial. Really? So you can get, yeah. Right, because if you're going to build Serverlight apps, you really oh, I'm need sorry. that. It's just Expression Web 3 trial. I'm sorry. Okay. I only get Expression Web 3 And it's trial, trial so it expires? Is that the deal? I think it's a 90 day uh, in there. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, there is a time limit on it, but that, that's one of the things about doing great Silverlight development is you really need the expression tools. Yeah. Yep, yep. So. And you can, in fact, you can go to uh, the Expression website on Microsoft.com and get the entire suite as well. So if someone wants to look at not just the Expression Web 3 trial, they could try it here, um, but then they can also go uh, to the full uh, Expression uh, website, and they can try, you know, Blend, Sketchflow, Expression Design. Right. Um, you know, get the whole studio, so... They're all freely downloadable. There's also Expression Encoder. You need that for um, for the media service, for smooth streaming. For the media service, yeah. And that you can get through WebPI. So we'll just go and install that for you directly. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you can't, you can't use smooth streaming without the Expression Encoder. Yeah, you got to. That's right. You've got to do the... But the uh, Expression the, the Encoder streaming. rocks. The Expression Yeah, you encoders. love it, don't you? Well, yeah. It's, it, it's like the ultimate video encoder, encoder. You're using that for .NET Rocks TV, I'm betting, right? Yeah, we use it for DNR TV. We use it for I use it for videos that I do like music videos, and I've also mm-hmm. used it to do live live streaming, which is just amazing. Um the another really cool thing to shout out about expression for those who don't really understand what it is, you know, it's sort of the the design aspect generating XAML that is then 
Um, then you can pull it into Visual Studio and put some code behind it. But there's so many things that you can do with the markup. And Photoshop users will be happy to know that you can import all of your Photoshop stuff and manage layers and how those layers work in the import. Yep, that's correct. That's really key. And then, of course, there's Super Preview, my favorite little killer tool yeah, inside that whole, that whole, yeah, I love it. Multiple browsers. Yep. Right there side by side or right on top of each other. That's the cool one right there. Yep. You put that option on. Good for debugging. Absolutely. <laughs> so one more technology that we talked about recently on .NET Rocks, and I, and I think is now part of this, is the app fabric. So we just added this thing recently. So we've now got the Windows Server App Fabric Beta 1 um, uh, available through here. So you basically, you know, use it to, to build and scale uh, you know, websites uh, on IIS. Um, so, you know, built using uh, or sites built using ASP.NET and uh, WCF and Workflow Foundation. Um, basically, uh, yeah, yeah, so... Have that available for you right in there. That's uh, available through uh, those uh, those tabs. That are available through the options. Yeah, we did a show with Ron Jacobs just a few weeks ago talking about App Fabric and got into velocity and all the good stuff. So this is an interesting way to get started with App Fabric is to go down the Web PI path. Absolutely, that's right. Let it install for you right there. And yeah, you and we just added that back in middle of November, I think. Oh wow! Yep. And it's, that's still very much CTP. I mean, not everything here is beta one. This one, uh, right. yeah, fabric. Yep. So get there. No kidding. Well, yeah. I know I'm chuffed. I'm totally chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys completely sauced yet? Is that is how that's going? <laughs> well, you, for, guys- you know, for those who never heard that term before, it's an Australian term. Angus Logan uh, told us about this, but it means happy, excited. Yeah, that's yep. all. I'm excited. I don't know what you were thinking, but that's not what it is. <laughs> uh, to an American ear, it sounds absolutely like uh, like not safe for work. Absolutely <laughs> dirty. Yes, terribly <laughs> naughty. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Mark. This has been great. And wow, what a what a great set of tools for free. Yeah, absolutely. And we're just going to continue to uh, to add more to it and and keep it updated with the latest and greatest uh, uh, components from the Microsoft Web Platform uh, and new applications uh, as well. And um, you know, we're very excited to be able to provide this, right? And it's just you know for 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 two reasons. Run, you know, you can get the entire Microsoft Web Platform stack for free. Uh, and not only that, you've got a single tool you can use to install and configure all of it. Um, it just can take you know hours out of having to do all this stuff manually. So it's a very it's a very cool, compelling uh, thing for us to be able to offer. Yeah, not just for folks that are new to getting into web stuff, but if you're already running web apps, I think that SEO toolkit sounds like a must-have. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it's like I said, that's one of my favorite. Uh, that's one of my favorite tools that we've got out there. Is that SEO toolkit? It makes it so much so easy. Even if you don't want to, even if you're not using it. Um, to try and improve your SEO, if you run a web, if you run a massive website, it's really hard to find broken links, right? You, I mean, yeah. who wants to go and traverse every single link in their website? It can be there could be thousands of them, um, and this thing will do it for you in minutes and find them all for you. Awesome, absolutely. 
So even if you even for no other reason. So yeah, I totally agree. Everybody needs this. I need this. I got to go get it and start running against uh, our websites. Absolutely. Start looking at things, see how we're doing. Microsoft.com/slash/web. Go get it. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, guys. Thank you very much. Okay. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers. Online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com. Got a transmitter band by the FCC. Yes, I'm a 